right. Put in your formal voice. Ahem. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well... Uh, did you want me to start again? I don't know. <laughs> we go formal or informal? Informal, I... I'd right. like a third person here as well. Can we get a Steve in just to, like, comment? <laughs> Not for the effort. Okay, later on we'll get him to do it. <laughs> Steve! Right. Well, okay then. Well, then, let's start. Alright. The first episode of No Epics Required. And Adam's going to tell you what we've got lined up for today. Well, Senate, today we're looking at the Cataclysm Raid Changes. Um, how to make the right guild application. Um, we're going to be talking about grid versus heal bot, which is better. Um, and also we'll be having a look at roleplay servers. All right, then. Sounds like a good show. But before we get to that, better look at the news. Hot news. Cataclysm screenshots are up. There's quite a nice one of Blasted Lands. That's taken quite a big revamp. Also, a bit of news about the Cataclysm Alpha. Well, not really news. There's just one line of code in the Battle.Note website. Which says Cataclysm Alpha. Not really news. I don't know why it's on MMO Champion and why we're telling you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in, in other news as well. The Echo Isles, for those of you that don't know, is the small set of out, uh, islands off the side of Duratar, well, where Zalzane, Zalazane lives, and Zalzane. yep, Zalzane, and he basically has kicked the tr the trolls that you can play in game, the Darkspear tribe, off of those islands, and as the Darkspear tribe, you are going to regain them before Cataclysm, where they can be the new level 1 to 5 place for trolls so I'll assume this will lead to a similar situation for gnomes it's a bit underwhelming we expected it to be more like a city kind of thing rather than yeah. just the first five levels I was expecting a whole new city but then it does seem quite pointless considering for most races only two out of four of the cities are used if not only one is really used with the introduction of Shatraf and Dalaran in the expansions. Old the only cities. reason to come back is for the auction house. But that is set to change in Cataclysm, so we will see. Hopefully more people will start using the old uh, cities. Exodus pretty empty. Yeah. I, I personally like using Silver Moon. I, I think it's quite nice, empty, nice scenery. Everything's quite close to each other. I don't know. What about you, Adam? Well, you know, sitting in Ironforge all day. Well, that's pretty much my job. <laughs> anyway, I think now might be a good time to move on to the Cataclysm Raid Changes. Now, Adam, do you want to tell us what's in line for Cataclysm? Um, pretty big changes, it seems. Um, they're merging 10 and 25-man raids together. So they'll share the same lockout. Um, and basically what this will mean is if you go in as a 25-man group, you'll gear up a lot quicker, basically, because there's more loot per person kind of ratio um, than there would be in a 10-man. But it's going to be like it is right now where you can change it 
like mid-fight, so you could bring in or lose people. But we were talking earlier about how it will affect like getting so far into a raid and then splitting into two groups because obviously you've shared the same lockout. Yeah, I think a few a few of the other key points is that ten man and twenty five man bosses will drop the exact same items, which is quite quite a big change from what's currently in use. Um, where ten man usually drops lower level items, but is in general easier than twenty five man. They're gonna try and get the difficulty the same, but I really doubt they can do that. They can do that because as many players such as uh, Paragon have said that the hardest 25-man fights require you to use your class and you, the whole raid to use all their spells to the fullest and that's just not possible in 10-man due to the fact that you won't have one of every class and you'll just have a lot less players so a lot less tools at your disposal. Uh, yeah. Adam, have you got any comments on that? Well, what we're seeing right now is, like, especially for hard modes, um, 10-man is actually quite a bit harder. It seems like 25-man hard modes is... They've just kind of dumbed it down, so you get... There's a lot more room for error in 25-man than there is in 10-man. So I, I guess you could say that 10-man right now is harder than 25-man hard modes. Yeah, I would say that as well, but the I think where people might disagree is... It's very easy to overgear 10-man. The fact that most fights are puggable in the game, if not all fights, um, if you can get to that level, depending on server, I've heard of servers where ICC has been pugged up to Lich King, though there are servers where they can't get past the first boss on a pug. So it depends on your server and your take on things. But I think... In 10-man equivalent gear, so top 10 gear, ICC 10 is quite hard. But then, let's say in top 25 gear, um, ICC 25 is going to be quite hard as well. Yeah. Um, I know, for example, Three Drakes was a lot harder because it put a lot of individual focus on the players in 10-man rather than 25-man. Yeah. Uh, as well, uh, hardcore raiders might like to know this, that limited attempts are being finally removed. They'll, they've no plans for limited attempts other than for special bosses like Al Alagon. Al yeah. Algalon. Well, Al Blizzard, <laughs> Blizzard did it in Icecrown, but then they kind of changed their mind part way through. Like they'd put um, limited tries on the end bosses, but once everything was released, all twelve bosses in Icecrown were out. They kind of just said, all right, well, we'll just save it for Lich King, and then, oh, we'll just save it for Hardman. Yeah, and they are being, well, at the moment, they're not, they weren't very generous with attempts, but the attempts, you're getting more and more, and with the buff you get from ICC, it's going to make the instance a lot, lot easier. Um so it almost seems pointless to have them but i don't i don't understand why it's it's mainly i think gating uh lockouts limited attempts things like that were there to stop hardcore killed hardcore guilds from bursting through the instance and then 
complaining later on that there was not enough not enough for them to do which I don't know there's a point on both sides there but it seems that hardcore guilds are not bothered about weren't at least in talk weren't bothered about limited attempts because they got through the fights quite easily now however they got around it with the alt raids which I don't think Blizzard could have predicted but still it's limited attempts did was detrimental to raiding and has probably pushed quite a few players at least at the top level out of the game well that's something i hope to see a lot um blizzard to fix and cataclysm like like it seems in lich king they've been looking after the casuals quite a bit and especially with the bad badge change that's coming up for cataclysm i hope that its overall raiding becomes a lot harder and goes back to the basics like it used to be in uh, vanilla. I, th I think we were talking the other day and how in Burning Crusade they got um, loot distribution, difficulty and stuff like that in Burning Crusade pretty much bang on. Another point I'd like to raise about the Cataclysm progression refinements and for raids are that for the first few tiers of raiding, so what will be tier probably 11, 12, uh, possibly 13 they're going to have a lot more smaller raids similar to SSC and Tempest Keep which interests me quite a lot more because it will make it'll just give you a bit of variety I think uh, you get quite bored after seeing Nax every week then Oldwire every week then only Talk, now only ICC it would have been quite nice to see maybe a few different raids um, have a few more or maybe at least when you're pugging if something goes wrong you're only saved you're only locked out to six bosses rather than eleven well yeah that's what they got quite right with burning crusade where you could um you could basically get gruel and magtherodon down and then you'd you'd be let open to a bunch of options you'd have SSC, TK, first bosses in Mount Hydral, you'd have all of those open. Even if you did the first two bosses in each place, you'd be gearing up your entire raid enough so that you could then move on to first few bosses in Black Temple. And you had a lot more variety than you do now in Lich King, that you just like Ulduar, TOC, ICC. That's quite a good point, and I would be qu I'm quite excited to see how it works out, how the first two tiers of raiding and cataclysm work out whether regardless of how of my opinions on it at the moment though I think now it's about time to move on to our next topic which is um, making the right guild application um, which I think b both you and me feel is quite an important thing um, when you apply to a guild to put in a lot of time and effort into getting it right because basically uh, regardless of your gear um, and stuff like that. If you can make the right application for a guild, you pretty much that doesn't really matter, does it? Yeah. Um, whilst guilds are becoming slightly less important in the in playing the game and accessing the top content, with the changes by Blizzard, such as farmable badges from heroics, uh, making the raids quite easy and accessible, and pugging generally the quality has gone up from expansion to expansion but I don't think people notice 
that much though um because if you think about it people are getting a lot of bosses down in icc and pugs whereas i don't think anyone pugs black temple sunwell equivalent or nanx no no one exactly yeah um but well now we'll just talk about how to write the perfect guild application what to do and where to go from so i say the first main point is to know the guilds you're applying to know what their raid times are know whether they're the guild for you whether whether they're raiding the content you want to raid whether you're geared enough to an extent to be an asset to them rather than a burden if you're not it's going to be a lot harder to apply and you might find yourself possibly being declined or getting an invite and not being taken to raids not really being able to play as it were so adam what would you say is the best thing you can do on a guild app um i think you need to as you said just look through what the guild are about make sure you both sh both you and the guild share a common goal in the game you don't want to be joining somewhere where you're just going to completely disagree with how they run um you want to make sure you convey fully um that you know about your class you need to do a lot of research before glyphs gems enchants things like that um i think if a guild master or officers can see that you really know how to play um they're going to feel a lot better about inviting you to a guild over maybe someone else of the same class and gear as you or if you're lacking a bit in gear they'd rather take you that you have the skill and knowledge about the game and your class which i think is really the most important thing so just this dissecting a pretty standard guild application i've got in front of me at the start it's got your at the very top most of them will have just basic details about you there's nothing much that you need to that you can do here to make yourself stand out other than probably good grammar punctuation spelling you think you might think oh it won't matter it's a game but if it's clear to read easy to read people are more likely to read your application um, so put your name in properly if it's got accents in your name make sure they're in there um, and just make sure it's nice and clear easy to read you should always be constantly looking back over the app and thinking if I would I recruit myself would from just this app them not knowing you would I recruit myself uh, from there you probably go on to talk about a little bit about your class why you've done things even if they ask questions that might warrant one-word answers it's always good to have a sentence in there so if they ask you what professions you've got you might have let's say as a shadow priest engineering and jewel crafting are your two professions you should sort of write why you have those so if you have engineering for the glove enchant you should write that that's why you have it for and why it's important for you or if you have jewel crafting for the jewelers gems right that's why i have it um if you've got gathering professions it's harder to write about that but it but it's better you write that that's why that i've got it to fund my other professions rather than just write that's it 
Yeah. Adam, have you got anything to add to that? Um. No, I do think it's quite important that you don't just put yes or no answers. Um, whether whether the question just says, uh, "Are you available to raid on a Tuesday?" You say you can expand on it a lot more, and it makes the people looking at it a lot more comfortable with you. That you can, um, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, I understand what you mean. Um, another good thing to do is after you've written your main details. The sort of thing that guild masters are looking for, your average stuff, this is where it really comes into place when you talk about your experience and how to play your class. And this is where you can really stand out. Now, if you've got a lot of experience, you're up to date on content, by all means write it down. However, if you've got problems, like you've taken a big gap or you're missing out on certain content, that's, That's where you need to really write, write extensively, extensively what you know. know. So, so it's not always about having the most up-to-date content. content. For example, I would expect that most guild masters would like it if you were maybe really experienced in some of the top-end TBC content, like Sunwell, then you know how to basically run Top 25. If because it show because even though the relative difficulties, even though the standard difficulty, so Sunwell, I don't know, it might, yeah, it's puggable now, it's out of date content, no one needs it, it's not going to help you. Now, it shows that you've been in that sort of raiding place and the relative difficulty of it was higher and that you're a good raider to get through that content. And those are the sort of things you need to put, you need to. It's almost like applying for a job. You've got to put down what your skills are, why they should, why they need you, why that, why that guild needs to invite you to every single raid for you to be in. Well, that's how you need to look at it, as if you're applying to a job, as it's that much of importance, rather than oh, it's a game, it's just a guild. This is what I'm going to do for fun on a Saturday night. Um, you still need to have, you need still need to look at it as if it's a job. Basically, if you if you keep going through and thinking, would I employ myself? Would I recruit myself? That's the kind of mindset you need when writing an application. And just a final point from that: uh, if they ask you to write thing to write anything extra, most of the time you cannot write anything. Um, and I would say it's probably best not to write anything in that part unless you have got something specific that wasn't covered in the thing. I tend to see in a lot of guild apps, people use that space to ask questions, um, just write irrelevant things, and they don't need to be there. Um, it's best to keep your, whilst you need to elaborate on things, keep your app to the point, use the app they give you, and put it down there. Just put down everything they ask you, and everything you feel they need to know, and that will get you into most guilds. I think another basic point is just to avoid putting things like smileys in, make sure everything's spell-checked, so it looks like you've put in quite a bit of effort. You don't want to be, you know, putting in smileys every sentence. Yeah, a good tip for that presentation front is if they give do give you an app, make sure you put the questions in bold and your text normal, because it will really make your app just look that little bit better. Um... 
I've never been declined from a guild from making an app. Um, but I've most of the guilds I've joined, I've been undergeared to join um, and inexperienced. But it's because I've written a good app and I've showed that I know I know what I'm doing. I know how to play it, and that I'll be a bet. I'll be an asset to the guild. Yeah, just off what you said earlier, I think players have quite an advantage if they've been playing since the start or from Burning Crusade. Like, don't avoid that you've don't avoid on your application that you have seen content from these expansion packs. Even if you've only been into Molten Core or whatever, they're gonna they're gonna like you a lot more and know you're a better raider and that you've got experience if you have this kind of thing down on your application rather than just keeping it quiet. Yeah. And now I think might be a good time to move on to a topic that's probably quite prominent at right now with the arena servers starting to move up, which is what is the best way to heal grid or heal bot? Well, yeah, I've been on the arena tournament servers for a few days now, and I've tried a bit of healing. Um, and I found doing it without add-ons is nearly impossible. Like, I'm not very into arena, um, but I know you just can't heal without um, an add-on. And especially in, like, raids and things, it's ju it just makes healers' life so much easier. Yeah, but um, personally, I've played a healer for most of my time in WoW and without an add-on it's it's near impossible to get decent <laughs> healing output that being said um, it's it's it is dependent on class um, I'd say tank healing I've done where my add-ons just messed up at the last minute and I've done it just just before, just before a fight, I've had to heal the tank. Raid healing, however, is really difficult without add-ons, but not completely impossible. Yeah, I agree. Um, the two add-ons we do want to talk about today are probably the most prominent of add-ons, which are Grid and Healbot. And I personally use Grid with an add-on called Clique. Um, which makes clip casting macros, um, whereas I know Adam uses Healbot quite a bit. So we're just going to talk through which one we think is better, and maybe you can get the one that suits you after listening to this. Alright, well, do you want to start with Grid? Yeah, um, Grid basically is a grid. It's, uh, <laughs> to, to say the least, it's, it's a... Uh, I'll just use a 25 player raid as an example of how these will work. It's a 5x5 five 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 grid with every player in your raid placed there. They'll be organised basically due to cast colours. I can't really say much more about how it looks um, because it's very, very customizable. Everyone's grid looks a little different. Um, uh, but it's that's what it is. It's a replacement for the Blizzard raid frames, or even your own raid frames. If you use maybe Pitbull or Expel, um, it will re replace those raid frames. Um, and a lot of top guilds, hardcore 
raiders, guilds, healers do use grid. I I would go there to say almost all of them use grid um, as their raid frames. Uh, Adam, why don't you go about Healbot? Well, Healbot until recently um, has been considered pretty much the easy mode add-on for healing. Um, just get Healbot and it's face roll to heal. Um, but a lot more recently, um, since they've changed down ranking and things like that, Healbot no longer, like for example, turns my flash heal from rank 9 to rank 6 to do a smaller heal and save me mana. That that doesn't happen anymore. So Healbot has now come up as a contender and less of is taken on less of that easy mode add-on kind of uh, look at things. Um, in a raid, it's pretty much the same. It's a bit bigger than Grid as a default, but obviously it's as just as much as customizable as Grid is. Um, personally, I love Healbot because um, I can just set all of my buttons to it. Like if I need to sit in a raid and for example, I need to levitate myself or someone near me, I can just quickly press it. I have no healing buttons on my bars. There's no need for macros or anything else or another add-on to go with it. Healbot just works as it is. And I can set any spell to any combination of buttons on my mouse and keyboard. And it just makes life so much easier. Clears up a lot of space on my bars. And, yeah. I think that might be the one place where Healbot probably ops grid is because it works straight out of the box uh you hook it up and it even depending on class does the binds for you most people change them but it picks them for you if you want um whereas with grid you do have to install a separate add-on use quite a lot of configuration though not that much not as much as people think um and also grids modular based so if you want certain other things you have to download different add-ons different grid modules um, to install um, but once it is set up I would say that grid is probably more functional than Healbot but it does take quite a long time to set it up What's great about both of them is that they do work very well alongside other add-ons. For example, inside both Grid and Healbot, there is a function for decursing and cleansing poison and diseases, and set automatically both of them set up keybinds for doing that. Um, but it's it doesn't like take over your screen either of them. They're quite small. They stay to the side, but they give you so much functionality. Um, Personally, I use Healbot alongside the Expel raid frames and the de and Decursive, um, and I find it just works perfectly. All three of them flow quite well together, and I think anyone who isn't using them, like even as a tank or whatever, you can set up cooldowns to pop on yourself or someone else in the raid through either Grid or Healbot, which I think is just a major up point for both of them. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I think with, with Grid... grid the thing is that it's not healer specific as grid i use grid on every one of my characters as my raid frames um dps healer or tank um to the point where i haven't even noticed my party frame in recent uh months years almost um so it's quite i mean in that sense it is quite useful 
um, because it does display quite um, important information who's got a debuff in certain raids who needs to be who needs a dispel who's got a shield up on them who can who's got hots up on them who's having a heal casted at them though that's the sort of information that you need that you need to know to get into top hardcore raiding and perform just better as a player um yeah i i do the same as a shadow priest i i use it so so much like the fact that i can just control click and pop a shield on myself or quickly prayer mending the tank when i see he needs a extra heal or something um, it's just so great. It works for Boomkins or anyone that has a heal or a cooldown that can be used on themselves or someone else. It's just, yeah. All right. Well, I think the difference, you might need to figure out which one is best for you uh, of these add-ons, but you need one of them. Whether, whether you're a DPS healer or a tank, um, if you're going to be... In a group with anyone other than yourself, um, you need and you need one of these add-ons to just perform better as a player. Uh, and I think once you once you go there, you'll just see how much easier it makes your um, life. Yep. I don't think we could come to a conclusion um, on which is better. I think it's a definitely a personal preference thing because I know a lot of people that have tried both of them including both you and me and we still have opposite views but um but yeah it's probably best you try it yourself yeah, yeah. Um, um now, now we'll, we'll move, move on, on to roleplay role servers which, which a lot of you will be wondering <laughs> what the topic of conversation <laughs> about them will be but we'll tell you uh, a few weeks ago one of our close friends transferred unknowingly to a roleplay server so we decided to follow him there on level one alts all appropriately named and just see what happened and i don't know but i think adam will describe how our night went on that roleplay server well it is immensely different to any other server like for example right now i can see three or four people just running in circles in ironforge First first time I walked into Ironforge on my level one hunter, um, everyone was walking, everyone was wearing roleplay gear. They'd be kneeling to each other. People would be using the, you know, you can change your language based on your uh, race. So there'd be dwarves grouped together talking in dwarfish. And to be honest, when once we got into it, it was quite a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we, I think, I think players are... Because the players on that server want to do it, they want to roleplay. Um, I know this might they might find this insulting, but I don't know why, I can't see. I was thinking to myself the whole night, who does this for fun? What is the purpose of this? I think that's what was the most enjoyable thing about it though, just the fact that people were actually into it and took it seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, Though on the night though, we'll tell you the story of what happened. We started and found a random level 80 warrior who we were talking to for a bit. Um, we spoke to him, quite a nice guy. Uh, he'll know who he is um, after this. We 
we spoke to him for a while and then he took a few of us down to his secret secret place secret hiding place as it were headquarters <laughs> yeah, yeah secret headquarters just off the side of Ironforge and then Adam will tell you what went on from there well basically throughout the night we had people joining in um, on the Skype call and then we, we ended up getting more and more people in on level ones and basically we'd get tell one friend on Skype to tell this warrior that oh we'll have a messenger meet him at his hideout you know it was quite a planned out thing he we'd get there we'd have another level one there with a message and I think that's what made it so great that we had so many people and we we could plan it so great I think alone on a roleplay server you're gonna have quite a bit of trouble if you don't have a guild but the night just went on with just like random storylines we joined up with a guild um who we said to this warrior was plotting against the king of ironforge and he took quite literally um and we ended up you know <laughs> gate crashing one of their meetings and subsequently i think a few of us were being reported at one point <laughs> Um, I think they had a marriage going on or something, and we, we yeah. kind of just rolled in. Though <laughs> um, it, all in all, it's quite fun to be on those servers, but don't just think, oh, these guys have said it's fun, let's let's all transfer. I think spend a few nights there, level up and all, or whatever, test it, look in the cities, because I've heard some ridiculous rules that I don't know are true or not. But things such as you can't whisper someone unless you're standing near them, which is going to be quite hindering <laughs> if you want to join a pug or want to buy something. Um, I'm not sure whether that's true or not. Um, I don't think a lot of people know the extent to which roleplay continues. Like, I know at the end of hours, um, the after we orchestrated this ridiculous storyline, the warrior in question just whispered one of us and was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, <laughs> which is quite out of character, as one might say. Uh, well, um, they take they take it quite, quite seriously. They don't like you being out of character. Like, they'll just refuse to talk to you unless you, like, say to them, oh, Sir Dwarf or Master Dwarf, where do you hail from, you know? I asked to join a guild just to see how it went. He told me to kneel down. He looked around, asked what my father's name was. <laughs> uh, well, um, I think that might sum it up for today. We'll be sure to be back soon with another episode. Hopefully a bit more content in it as well. And a bit more well-planned. <laughs> well, we have think... just spent the last three hours thinking of a name. I don't think three to four days almost was enough. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you soon. See ya.